2: Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't
0: suck.
1: Especially when we're so close to a summer Friday. What do you say? It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details, along with the Eddie schizzeri His name is Albert Dexter Dukes. Around these parts, they call him the Big Double D. What's up, Al?
2: Double D in the house. Good morning, Jerry. It's a uh, feel-good Friday. It is that. Uh, I love awkward radio. I love when there's some sort of technical difficulties. I like only, Sal's delay yeah, this morning? <laughs> I only wish Al, Sal had another
1: hour he had to do. <laughs> it was getting worse as the morning was going <laughs> <I know>. on.
2: <laughs> it was so great to hear. There's nothing I love better than a host struggling, frustrated, and struggling. Like, my favorite show used to be Moose Working the Overnight <laughs> when I was driving in Sunday night, Monday morning. Because he'd be just getting the worst phone calls ever. And he couldn't fake it anymore. He couldn't pretend he was enjoying the Because it's enough. <laughs> so it was so great. As soon as I was even, I even knew the, you know, I know all the callers here. So I would as soon as I would hear him introducers, introducing certain callers, I'd be like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. And the guy would ask a ridiculous question. And it'd just be dead air. And then Moose would be like, I, I don't know. <laughs> He's I just don't giving know up. what to tell you. <laughs> so hearing Sal with the. Fraction of a delay, which feels like much longer than a fraction of a delay when you're trying to have a conversation with a caller, was tremendous. Well,
1: it's frustrating. And if you go back to when we were all home doing the show, and as good as it was, there was that Zoom delay. And there would be times that all four or five of us would talk at one time. And it's, yeah, it's tough to do. Now it's your show, and you got the callers, and it's not working. I totally get it. Yeah,
2: so that was awesome. I enjoyed that. Uh, I got in here into this room at about 4.30. And I enjoy the whole last half hour of Sal trying to take calls on a little bit of a delay.
1: And think of this. He's already on a short fuse because Sal is one of I love Sal, but he's one of those guys. If he doesn't get eight hours of sleep, he is miserable. And what happened to Sal on Sunday? Came home with a baby girl. That's a baby now. And they have not slept much this week. And by the end of the week, he's spent. Right. Tremendous. So
2: no sleep from a new baby. Technical difficulties, terrible callers, what a combination. Not a good night for Sal. Jerry, the Mets got swept uh, by the Cubs. Yeah, this was not a good series. This was not a good series. Pete Alonso hit another home run, which I thought was going on the street, a la my favorite Dave Kingman style, but it didn't. It did stay in the ballpark.
1: And who cares, right? Because They lost. They lost. They lost. They had chances. Lindor had a chance. I didn't see this game. I got my second vaccination shot yesterday. Is that right? I did. So it was take uh, some Tylenol. I actually went to sleep at 730. So I didn't actually watch this game like I usually do. But looking at the, the game story and the rundown, like Lindor had a chance to put them ahead again. Didn't come through.
2: If you – if you if I had a bottle of COVID, I would throw it at you right now because it would be no effect on you.
1: Well, no, 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 no. It's not 100% effective. You're vaccinated. It's like 96% effective. Let's not be throwing anything at me. I have a friend of mine who got the Pfizer one. Yeah. And I want to say that that's 98.2% effective, and he got it in, I think, early February. He's a former cop. Early February, he got COVID in March, went to the doctor, not realizing it was COVID – Tested positive, and the doctor came in and said, "Well, congratulations, you're part of the 1.8 <laughs> percent." So he got the shot and got COVID. Yeah, he did. Now it was not oh, bad. Yeah, he just felt like he had a cold, and it did pretty much, and it wasn't long either. It was just a couple of days, and he was fine. But yeah, the doctor, he's the doctor, basically said, "Congratulations, oh, nice, go play a lottery ticket."
2: You're the one. We are a one percenter. Yeah. Uh, so yes, you got your second COVID shot. The Mets missed a chance at uh, coming back and uh, not getting swept by the Cubs. The Yankees got a win, Jerry. No weird. Did you see that first inning? Though well, not impressive. Yeah.
1: Well, after the first inning, the game was fine. That first right. inning was brutal, and then even Naylor in the outfield for the Indians, like, good lord, Naylor. I don't even know
2: her. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> So stupid. Odor had a two-run single, Jerry. <laughs> Higashioka home run.
1: Yes, The he home did. run stroker. <laughs> like, who needs Gary Sanchez? Nobody. <laughs> Play Higashioka again tonight.
2: When I, anytime I hear Higashioka, when I see his name in print, I say the home run stroker after. Well,
1: because of John Sterling.
2: Yeah, but he does a whole bunch of calls. He that does. One I, that one I am locked in on.
1: Really? Yeah. You I don't, don't know why. When you hear Gary Sanchez, you don't think Gary is scary? No. I me mean, neither, by the way. I think.
2: And the, the Giancarlo one, I have no idea what he's saying, so that one doesn't work for me. A judge and blast, boring. No, you don't
1: think about the judges' chambers? No. So, so all rise? Nope. Really? See, I do. But
2: when I hear Higashioka,
1: the home run stroka, that okay. goes right in my head. Well, you got that last night from him. Yeah. The home run stro And by the way, Giancarlo did get the day off. He took the day off. No, they gave him the day off, oh. and I like it was funny. I heard Carton and Roberts with Aaron Boone, and Craig asked Boone, "Are you benching him, or is this you know just the day off?" You and there was a long pause before he was like, "No, we're just blah 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 blah." I thought that was telling, actually. Yeah,
2: it was actually. I did enjoy the Aaron Boone interview. They asked him some straight up. Uncomfortable well, questions.
1: Well, and Craig's got a funny way of interviewing, which makes it interesting, too. Yeah. You know, like at the end, or he's trying to get off the phone, do me a favor. Just watch the end of that <laughs> game again for the next time you play the Braves. You got me? <laughs> Aaron Boone's got to be like, yeah, all right, I got to go. we have a game in an hour. <laughs> right. He's like,
2: fans don't like to see when
1: ballplayers are being lazy. Yeah, and yeah. like, what do you say to that? <laughs> Nothing. You be yourself, you're honest, and you answer them. Yeah. Do you think, I always wondered this, and I, I I don't know the answer, but you might. When you sign for like a manager or a coach to come on every week. Yes. Now you're going to have, especially a baseball manager, which is on how many times over the course of seven months, six months, whatever. It's a, lot of, it's a lot of appearances, even with summer vacations. Yeah. Do you think, I know I would want to, do you think the hosts take them out for dinner before it starts to be like, listen, this is the deal. We're gonna to have to ask you some tough questions. We're good, but you can't be a jackass. Like you got to answer. You know
2: what I'm saying? I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think they did that. And I think, I think once a manager does it for a full season, like Aaron Aaron
1: Boone has, he knows what he's in for. He does. But last year he did it with Joe and Evan. Yeah, it wasn't Evan and Craig. And Craig is a different type of interview. I
2: also wonder, like before, like this yesterday when he knows he's coming on at say five o'clock. Yeah, does he listen? Four o'clock. Four o'clock. Does he have it on in the office? Does he like what are they killing
1: me about I, that I know I'm going to be asked about? I think that's very possible. When they're here, I don't know if he's got the Odyssey app on. Oh, in he Cleveland. get one. I don't. They, they, they might, but I bet you. It, I'll tell you this: I would almost guarantee someone within the media department right. is listening that's for the they, hour prior and, and leaves notes. Yeah, like, I think that's Aaron, possible. They've
2: been talking about. Yeah. The not running out of a of a dribbler back to the mound. I think that's possible. Yeah, for sure. The lack of fu- that was the other thing. Craig kept saying to him was it felt so awkward. Like I felt awkward.
1: I was in my own. When he asked the question kitchen. about how the fans want to want you guys to look like you care. Yes. <laughs> and he answered it great. Ooh, yeah, that was a rough one. There's some very awkward moments. Yeah, I mean, he basically was telling Aaron Boone, your team looks lifeless. And the fans, did he say the team? The fans don't want to feel like they're being fleeced? What did yeah, he they're say? being ripped off or something. Something, something like, like that. Something like that, yeah. Like, oh, my God. I was like, that's a tough one. <laughs> it's like, it's game 16. <laughs> it's it's not September. <laughs> I was waiting for, for Aaron Boone to go, dude, we got like 140 <laughs> games left or whatever I, it more is. More than that. I know. I thought the same thing. I thought that was funny. But those, uh, those
2: are enjoyable. No, I am not for a guest spot. But when it's Aaron Boone is good. You can't tell me. Carton and Roberts are good with it and right that it's already like this and we're only how many, we're only in mid April, end yeah. of April.
1: It's it's a fun listen. It's gonna get awkward. I yes, if they don't win, it's gonna be do you imagine if they had Gettleman on every week? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Now that would be funny. Yeah. But that's not the case. And Louis Rojas, that spot I feel
2: like he doesn't have the experience yet of doing a full season sure. of constant Phone calls into the radio station, so so I like listening to that one because I like he- hearing him think through his answers and live. Squirm, because yeah. <laughs> you know everything you say now gets blown out of proportion, even when you misspeak. Yes, so I am. I know those guys, especially Luis Rojas, who hasn't done this for the for the year. Has to be like every answer. Okay, how does this look in print? Yeah. What is the, how am I saying
1: this? And he's got to be, like, I just want to manage the team. Yeah. But Why you, do you're I not going to turn up up, you're not going to turn down the paycheck. And I will say one thing, too. Some of the questions are long. Some of Craig's <laughs> questions? No, he doesn't do that, Jerry. No. <laughs> he, he used to make fun of
2: people to do that. He kind of does. <laughs> he had one how had to be a minute. Oh, is that right?
1: I'm like, wow, this is lengthy.
2: Does he ever do that thing where he doesn't ask a question, where he
1: just makes oh, a yeah. statement? They all do. He does, Boomer does. I mean, everybody does. How about that? So, and I, they don't even have the, how about that? No. <laughs> and it's not a bad way to go. You're having a conversation with the guy, which is what I used to tell them. I'm like, trying to defend the people they used to report. The reporters, yes. Yes, you're having a conversation. It's fine. And
2: Jerry, on this feel good Friday, we got a Jacob DeGrom star tonight.
1: Awesome. So the Mets will not score.
2: 7 10, Nationals at City Field.
1: I know it's only a handful of games so far. Mm-hmm. Do you realize what Jacob DeGrom's ERA is without looking? I do not, but it's very low. Take a guess. His is 1.2, 0.45. <laughs> that is unbelievable. Pretty good. Jerry, I'd say that's pretty good. I thought he was around one as well. And yeah. when I was looking at all the notes this morning, I'm like, is this right? And again, it's only a few games. And he had he struck out the nine batters in a row in Colorado. I mean, I, I get it. But I didn't realize it was that low. It's pretty good. What kind of night this feels like,
2: Jerry? This feels like the kind of night where I uh, I go home, I take a long nap, right? Yeah, it's Friday. I bet it's Friday. And I go to dinner at 5. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I could get into
1: these places, it's tough to if get not, in at 5. 4.30, what are you going to do? Or
2: whenever they open. I have a couple beers. Right. I have some pasta with a little pizza. And I go home, I watch a little Jacob the Grom.
1: And by a little, he means an inning.
2: Because <laughs> he'll be out. Then when that game's over, I hit up either Dateline or 2020. You're not
1: going to be up at 10 o'clock. Depending on which one has the better murder mystery. There's no chance you're still on no. Friday night, you're up at 10 o'clock? No, <laughs> no. way. No Normally, way. what
2: happens is those come on at nine o'clock. Oh, my 9, okay. mysteries. What I'll do is I'll put, I'll, I'll check the guide, the the cable guide first to see which one looks most intriguing. Okay, and then
1: I'll record it. And, and then then you'll then watch it tomorrow morning at yeah. six a.m. when you're up, which is about right for all of us.
2: <laughs> Last weekend, I was up at four thirty a.m. both days. I believe it. So I was like, Yeah, the dog woke me up to
1: go out. And you're and I'm up. Come like, up. Right, and then then back in line for Sunday night. Right, because otherwise you get thrown off. Yeah, I set night. my alarm for Sunday morning for six. And some days, some Sundays it works, and other Sundays I'm up till midnight. Yeah. Still,
2: I also find that if I sleep longer than like six hours, um, I, I wake up with a headache.
1: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to hear that. How Advil, about
2: that? Tylenol, or, How about or your that? coffee. For some people, uh, yeah. I think that's what does it. I think I think the uh, lack of coffee in the or I just start getting up at two a.m. on the weekends and making oh, coffee.
1: That sounds awful. Who wants to do that? Just to enjoy a coffee and then go right to bed. Could you imagine if you were getting up at 2 a.m. every day just because you were up? Right. No, thanks. Even after all these years. So you've been doing this since 2007. I've been doing these hours since 2009.
2: I've been doing them since 2006. January. Oh, right, because of go David 6. Lee Roth.
1: Right. So think about how long you've been getting up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Ugh. Our brains will be... Fried. Fried, yeah. Yes. How's the Nariva going? I stopped taking it. Okay. Did you use the whole bottle? I did. Oh, okay. No, you didn't feel a difference? No. You didn't feel smarter? No. Maybe it scrambled your brain with the same
2: <laughs> I mean, those Brazilian nuts?
1: Nothing. I'm not really? walking around with the extra. You know, so it was interesting. In I, saw <laughs> I saw a diet. I saw a diet that had one of the snacks was a handful of Brazilian nuts, and you're telling me you're not supposed to have no. more than three at a time. Three, three, or a three day. a day.
2: Three nuts a day. It's got, it's got a. One ingredient that it's got way too much of that is not good for your body if you pump it. Well, I guess if
1: in. it's every day, it's too much. Yeah. Maybe if it's once a week, you could probably have that. Correct. Handful.
2: You could probably do all right. There's, there's no was. warning on the bag. So if it was that bad, they would have to put a warning on That's the Brazilian nuts bag.
1: And clearly you're not going to put a sexual warning because it did nothing for you. Nothing. I'm so sorry. 5'17". <laughs> I was expecting to be walking around like a 18-year-old. Like, like I was 18 again. Well, you're in better shape than a lot of 18-year-olds. <laughs> I can tell you that.
2: I don't know about any more.
1: Have you looked around? Uh,
2: there's a lot of big people. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of big people, and including eighteen-year-olds. I've been using that gym boomer god for us. The total gym. Yeah, yeah, it's great.
2: It's pretty good. I totally, the
1: pull-ups are awesome.
2: I was intimidated by it at first. I was like, "What is this thing?" But it, then, no, it's uh, tremendous. I went and looked at the individual exercises.
1: All in. You know what you can do too, if you YouTube total gym routine. Is that right? A whole bunch will pop up, and what they will do is, uh, at least in the ones I saw. It's like a four minute video and they speed through it, but they'll do one exercise for thirty seconds to give you time to get set up and everything, and you can go do it, you can pause it, go right to the next one. It's really good. I love YouTube. YouTube I I legit feel like I could build a house Same. by watching a YouTube video.
2: My parents are in their late seventies. They they put things
1: together yeah. based on YouTube videos. Step by step. You do it along with the video.
2: They replaced like an
1: electric panel in their house. That I don't believe. That I'm not buying. I was good up until that point. There's no chance. All right, 518. We're just getting started. One segment down. We're going to take a quick break. Al's got something to tell you. And then on the other side, we're going to break down, I don't know, something. Yeah, the my, NFL, maybe. Who my, knows? My mom's an electrician now, Jerry. She learned it all on YouTube. <laughs> you get, is, she on, uh, is she on Angie's list? She's on Angie's <laughs>
2: list. She's got great reviews, <laughs> nice. uh, which is great because... Uh, uh, you know, I need people to fix things around my house, and my mother can do it now, because I'm actually coming coming up on my one-year anniversary of my new condo. That's right. And I couldn't be happier with my purchase. If anyone's looking to buy, or if you're a first-time homebuyer, check out financing through Carney Bank. I had the best experience with my mortgage loan officer. Very personable, very efficient, and made the entire process super easy. Visit CarneyBank.com for more information and benefits of their first-time homebuyer program. You will not regret it. That's CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
1: All right, you're a diehard Giant fan. On the other side, All right. David, Gett- David, David David Gettleman spoke again on Thursday. Maybe we'll get into that. You never know. Alan Jerry, till 6 in the fan.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love,
2: Two scientists responsible for the COVID nineteen
1: vaccine. It's been one week since you at me. That's angry. a feel good song on a Friday. This is Bare naked ladies. It is. You know what I heard yesterday? womba Tug Song. First time you heard that one. Been a long time. I could see you on your uh, on your little patio across from the ocean, listening to this on a Friday. Oh, this charging sure. your one beer into oblivion. <laughs> And then when it gets to that part, I'll just yell,
2: chicken in China, the Chinese chicken. (laughs) You have a drumstick and your leg starts kicking.
1: (laughs) And you got your binoculars out, <laughs> looking at the women walking around. <laughs> oh yeah! Hey, who's the creepy guy? <laughs> Chickeny China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick, and your legs start sticking. Yeah, I mean, you said a lot there—chicken <laughs> and chicken legs. Yeah. That's about you. <laughs> oh, this
2: is a great song. One week
1: by Bare Naked it's a Ladies. a happy song.
2: It is a happy song. I've been—I was thinking about it my whole drive in. I was like, I'm going to play that.
1: You were thinking about that song Bumper your whole drive in.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Boy, you got to get a new hobby,
2: I man. sometimes think of bumper music, and I was like, oh, this is going to be a great Friday song, because I wanted it as a Friday sure. song,
1: that's a great But why one. don't we do that on Monday? It's been one week. To lift people up.
2: I don't know, because people are like, uh shut this off. I'm pissed off. It's Monday.
1: Yeah, it is amazing, the different feel of a Monday to a Friday. Yeah, Thursday is good, too, but.
2: The Chinese chicken, you have a drumstick and your leg starts kicking, watching X-Files with no lights on. Something like that. Uh, Someone <laughs> brought a therapy bunny to the San Francisco Giants I game see yesterday.
1: That. I did see that.
2: A therapy bunny.
1: And, uh, it we was get a, a little crazy with this, aren't It was we? a
2: big hit. It was a big hit at the ballpark. People loved uh, petting the bunny. People loved uh, seeing the bunny on television. It got a lot of TV coverage. Yep. Therapy bunny, Jerry. And evidently, this therapy bunny has been at Warriors games as well. And they're going to go to
1: some other games. So the therapy bunny is on quite a tour. I guess so. I don't uh, have a therapy pet, so I've got nothing here. I know we've got a therapy you know, dog in studio today. There's a
2: therapy dog in
1: there. It's uh, and I gotta
2: tell you, it like it does
1: change the attitude
2: of the of a place. If I if you had a therapy bunny with you here, Jerry, while we were doing this warm up show, I'm not
3: bringing in a bunny. So what if adorable. it poops on the floor?
2: Oh, it will poop on the floor, right. but it's tiny pellets. You just pick it right up.
3: You pick it up. I'm I not interested. No. I got over. Or the therapy dog eats the therapy bunny's rabbit poop could do that they love doing that yeah
2: (laughs) that is weird why do animals eat other animals or in some cases their own yes that's even weirder great Mm -hmm. point jerry
1: because they have very small brains (laughs) i mean that could be part of it did you ever think of that i haven't they are dumb animals in a lot of cases
2: i transfer human feelings and thoughts to animals
3: anthropomorphizing
1: exactly Like, if I think, I think that's where I went for my vaccination yesterday.
2: (laughs) If I think, why does an animal not learn a lesson that it's like, why does this animal not know that if it eats a rabbit poop, it will then throw it up? Right. Like, why can't you figure
1: that out? Because they don't think like we do. Why? Because they don't have the same brain. Why don't we all have the same brain? I mean, are you actually at home trying to teach a dog to talk?
2: No, because I know she will not talk. That I know. That I've been around long enough to know a dog
1: will not speak. Okay. Well, it's very hard to get through to them, too, because they don't understand English. They might yeah. understand certain tones right. and sounds, but they don't know what you're and saying. And certain
3: words like walk and dinner. Yeah.
1: Well, that's because it's repetition. Correct. Yeah, and it's probably like Jerry saying,
2: more the sound of how you're saying, like, you want to go for a walk?
3: Well, yeah, do you want always perks their ears. Do you up. want. Okay. It could Do you want, and then it could be followed by anything.
2: Right.
1: Do you want peanut butter today? <laughs> my
2: dog loves peanut butter.
1: Have you experimented? <laughs> I give her medicine. In Why is it butter. there? <laughs> Can you put this in my bowl? <laughs> Gina, just not until 6 o'clock. I'm busy. <laughs>
2: So a therapy bunny Jerry, I was mentioning, <laughs> right, yes, was that right. uh, San Francisco uh, Giants game? Yeah, awesome. That's great. Uh, Pete Alonso also says he's quote all in to defending his home run derby. Well, after he
1: blasted that ball the other oh. night, he sure should be. Right? Uh, why don't? But you know what the problem with that is? You remember when he won? He wasn't quite the same hitter after the home run right. derby for a few weeks. And that Aaron concerns Judge, me.
2: too when he was in it. A, couple a lot of years these ago. Guys. Yeah. yeah, a lot of these guys.
1: It's but, almost like they. I don't want to say they lose their swing, but they're so vicious, and I don't know. Oh, and the and this one's in Colorado. Oh, my gosh. They should not put the balls in humidors. And just the let home them fly out of yeah. course field. Yeah. I wonder how far a ball could fly in yeah. Colorado. You think 600 feet? No. I think that's a bull when I hear like Ted In Williams Colorado, I said.
2: Yeah, I, don't, I don't still don't understand how that works, the, the air. Like 600 feet?
1: Just because what? What kind of air are they? We
2: it's thinner. Enough.
3: Yeah, it's less dense.
1: So it's it travels easier through the air. I don't think you're getting an extra 200 feet or 150 feet. Well, well but we've seen already legit 450-foot home runs this year.
3: And there are the rumors of the longest ones are over 500, right? Like yeah, but who measured Mickey those? Mickey Mantle, Lou Brock, right. Reggie Jackson. I don't know. I'm with Stadium. Al on
1: this. I, I'm not sure what I believe. It's just some kid with a tape measure. Right. I don't know if yes. that's true.
3: Right. I
2: mean, we act like it's like this is where he hit the ball, and they'll, like, mark it on the street somewhere.
1: And I want to say Mickey Mantle's longest Mick- home run was supposedly 550. Yes. Or it and probably Lou- rolled.
3: And Lou Brock in the polo grounds hit it to center field, which was, like, an amazing shot. And then Reggie Jackson, I think, in the All-Star game at Tiger Stadium, supposedly, don't I, I you know.
2: That one Pete Alonso just hit on the street in Chicago was further than all of them.
1: So at Griffith Stadium. Supposedly, in 1953, Mickey Mantle hit a home run 565 feet. Don't believe it. I don't either. I don't either. But that's what they say. How do rumors get started? And started who's gonna? On. And honestly, who's going to dispute it? There's Me. no. There's no visual evidence at right. this point. Where's your evidence? Put your name
2: on it, right. Mickey Mantle.
1: Longest home run. And so let's see. If we go, with, is Mickey Mantle that. the longest one? Do you think? Yes. Yeah. But, but only because his name well, is
3: Mickey Mantle, and they probably gave But there was supposedly, I think, two other 500 footers. Mm-hmm. I want to say Lou Brock and Reggie Jackson, but don't quote me.
2: How about when Strawberry hit the top of the roof and, uh
1: or hit the ball out of Expo
2: Stadium? Yeah, you'd have
3: to get a physics person to, uh, you know, extrapolate. The There's, trajectory. they're saying
1: Josh Gibson hit one 580 in 1937 at Yankee <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> don't believe that at all. Never I'm just, heard I'm, of him. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. They were probably like, go see how far that ball went after it had rolled. All right. How about this one? This is according to StatCast, 1997, Mike right. Piazza, 496 feet.
2: I'll take that one.
1: And that's 500 feet. Yeah. And that's not even, and you know what's funny about this, Al? Where was this at? Some of these, um, the the Piazza home run was, uh, course, was course field. Interesting. But what's interesting is that's only the 15th longest one on record. Think How about of that. that. They have Babe Ruth at five seventy-five. I don't believe, believe that. I don't, I don't. either. I don't believe that either. Mantles is second on the list. The one you're talking about, Eddie, it was Reggie Jack- uh, the Reggie Jackson one was five thirty-nine. Where was that at? Tiger oh, that Stadium. was at Tiger Stadium. Willie, your boy, Willie Stargell. Oh, Willie Pop Stargell, nineteen seventy-eight. Yep. Um, let's see. In Forbes Field, where was that? Uh, no, it was 535 it's, feet. It's, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh that's really, was 4. That's where,
3: that's where Kiner hit all his home runs.
2: Oh.
1: Yeah. So, And here's, and you know what? This one is another one. Would you believe one in 2004? Yes. Adam Dunn, 535 feet.
3: Yeah, I believe that one. Great American Ballpark. Is Lou Brock on the list?
1: Um, Lou Brock was a base dealer, Oh, Eddie.
3: He wasn't hitting home Who el- runs. Wait, wait, wait.
1: Who else do you think was on the list, Al? Dave Kingman. Yes. Sixth on the list. 1976 at Wrigley. I knew it. 530 feet. Oh,
2: that's the longest home run ever.
1: Isn't that something? Yep. So there's a, even Giancarlo Stanton just a few years ago in, in Colorado, 504. Another Adam Dunn one. I am not Ted Williams. I'm not finding Lou Brock. You ready? No. Lou Brock stole bases. He did not oh, hit I have rocks. a name you're going to love. Glenn Allen Hill.
2: I don't know who that is. Really? Yeah. Oh. Well, okay. who did he play for? Well... <laughs> The Chickade China, the Chinese chicken. He was a wasn't he a cub? A cubby?
1: You remember Glenn Allen Hill?
2: I remember Bull Durham. That guy hit a hit a
1: hit a bunch of home runs. Okay. I'm so I'm, that surprised me. All right. I thought you would have hmm. never mind. All right. Let's put Dave let's rework the list, Jerry. Dave Kingman won. Well he's not one. He can't be one, but he's sixth. Sixth. Think of how long baseball's been going on for.
2: I think Dave Kingman's still alive. Yes.
1: Because you checked this, I want to say. Are you sure? Yeah, I think a few months ago you checked this. And Dave Kingman is still doing well. Well, you
2: think anyone ever met, ever sees him anywhere? Why don't you get him on the show? He's 72 years, I say he's 72 uh, years young. Let
1: there. me ask you this. If you and I do a fill-in show this summer, yeah. would you put Dave Kingman on?
2: Yes. Dave Kingman lives in Lake Tahoe. That sounds lovely. He has three children and operates a local tennis club. I could call the tennis club and get him on.
1: Yes, you could. Because how many times do you think Dave Kingman's getting a phone call to go Never. do a radio interview?
2: No, it would be great Dave Kingman at the tennis club. You ever, uh, when you were a kid, you played yes. baseball with the tennis racket? Yes, <laughs> We call
1: we used to call it one bounce. One bounce? Yeah, it was one bounce from the pitcher, and then with the tennis racket, you yes! just whacked the crap out of it.
2: I would love to get Dave Kingman out on the streets of Lake Tahoe with a tennis racket in a batting stance.
1: And there it goes. Oh. And here we go into a break. 5.35, Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan.
2: Al and Jerry, Radio Gaga, Radio Goo Goo, Radio Doodoo. Doo.
1: This is tub-thumping, Jerry. Yeah, it's a little bit of a build. Is that right? It
2: is. Let me fast forward. Which I forgot about.
1: There you go. Ah, oh. Now you're pulling a Carton and Robert. You started right in the middle. But
2: There was
1: always something. We always wondered, is it O'Donnie Boy or O'Danny Boy? Danny Boy. It's Danny Boy? Yes. The Irish song? What? The Irish song? No, this and this. Oh, he says it? Yeah, at some point in this song. Oh. At the end, I believe. Yeah, I think it's probably Danny Boy. It probably is. All right, 542. Uh, half- Homer and Geo, top of the hour. Al was uh, going back to his days as a youth, thinking about the great Dave Kingman when he sure realized was. Dave Kingman played on 17 teams in one season. <laughs> in
2: 1977, Jerry, he was on four different teams. I mean, look at this. Hold on. Dave Kingman, 1977, Mets, Padres, Angels, Yankees.
1: Well, at least he got to go coast to coast and nowhere in between.
2: You wanted to know where he was in 1982 Yes, he was indeed with the Mets.
1: Because 1982, I only say that because 1982 was the first baseball game I ever went to. My aunt and uncle took me to Shea, and the Mets played the— I I feel like I remember watching Dave Kingman and Fernando Valenzuela pitch for, for the Dodgers. Is that right? Yes, I do remember that. That's why I was curious. I wanted to make sure he was on that team in 82.
2: Did Dave Kingman put one on the streets no, of Queens? I
1: don't think he did because I, if I remember correctly, it was a very low-scoring game. I don't remember a home run from Dave Kingman.
2: Yeah. I don't. You probably got. You probably went on a four-strikeout day when uh, with Fernando Val- Valenzuela. I mean, on probably.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. He had a lot of those. Well, I don't know, four-strikeouts, but he had a lot of strikeouts. Big strikeout guy. Yes. Uh, Jerry, Tom Brady. The NFL's done pissed off
2: Tom Brady now. Which you know they don't like to do. They don't like to make Tom Brady. They suspended
1: him. Angry. What are you talking about? When was this? remember his deflated balls? They suspended yeah, him. Okay,
2: so okay, so pissing him off on this not a big deal. I no, guess Oh it's not a big deal. I forgot about that. Uh, suspension.
1: Think about right. So at, at the end deflated of the day, ball suspension. Think of this: at the end of the day, you're going to think about Tom Brady, and who knows how many Super Bowls by the time he's finally yeah. done? He's won a million of them. He's gone from the Patriots to the Bucks. We celebrate him now. We want him to play till he's 50. And then you forget that that was in the middle of this wonderful run. And Spygate, by the way, which wasn't him, but he was part of that team. Totally forgot about that. Yeah. He was suspended.
2: (laughs) I go, you done pissed off Tom Brady. You don't want to do that. No, we actually suspended him for deflating balls. They're actually laughing. Oh, right. Brady's upset? Oh, well. So Tom Brady is mad at this new uniform number rule that the
1: NFL is instituting. I think it's silly myself. Not that I'm mad about it, but I do think it's silly.
2: You call it silly. Tom Brady calls it dumb.
1: Someone had a good point on social media, and I I don't know who to attribute to. I forget who said it, but it was a very good point. This story's been out there for over a week. Now he's upset? Now Tom Brady must have been on vacation. Now he's read
2: it. So He doesn't have a phone? Tom, uh, The NFL has changed which positions can wear which numbers. And Tom Brady believes this is going to confuse people. He said, good luck trying to block the right people, going to make for a lot of bad football. Why not let the linemen wear whatever they want to wear? Why have numbers at all? Just have colored jerseys. Why don't we all wear the same number? He's being a bit of a baby now.
1: Now, I I do believe in baseball. There were not numbers on jerseys in the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. What about football? Do you think it was no, the I same think, way when it first started? No, I think they always had numbers. I don't know why. You think so? Yeah. Well, I think he's silly with the no number thing, but I am. I wouldn't be upset about it, but I don't care for this. So, I kind of like the way it was. And given a quick rundown of it, it seems
2: a lot of it seems okay. So quarterbacks, punters, kickers, you could choose a number between one and nineteen.
1: That's fine. Which I feel Which like is, is no change, really. No change, really, no, Jerry. Not really.
2: One through 19, you're either a, a punter, a kicker, or a quarterback. Defensive backs can wear one to 49. That's a bit of a change. That I don't like. Right. Then running backs, tight ends, and wide receivers can also wear one to 49. Yeah. Or 80 to 89.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Running backs can wear 80 to 89? Yes. That's weird. O-linemen can wear 50 to 79, which is about right. I mean, I think that, that that's not a that's not a change. That's fine. Defensive linemen can also wear 50 to 79. It's still not a change. That's fine.
2: And 90 to
1: 99. Yeah. you see a lot of defensive ends that and even interior linemen wear in the 90s. Linebackers can wear 1 to 59. Yeah. And 90 to 99. So that's the confusing
2: part. Defensive backs and uh, linemen
1: I think the weirdest one of what you just said yeah. are running backs able to wear 80 to 89. Yeah. That's weird. Because you know what? The more you're talking about it, it's really not that big a deal. 69! That's what I would choose. But could you imagine, I don't know, all of a sudden you got Saquon Barkley wearing number 88? Right. That looks. That just looks strange. Again, not a huge deal, but it's just weird. Would you let Gronk wear 89? Or 69? 69?
2: Because right now he couldn't, because tight ends only could wear 1 to 49 or 80 to 89. Uh, but but I, I would write that in for Gronk. I would say no. Plus, imagine, because like, a, a lot of guys are going to be into wearing the single-digit numbers. Yeah, why is that? I don't know. I think it kind of looks cool. But imagine, like, you bought all these jerseys when you're, like... You, now you got to buy more. Right. Now all of a sudden the player... Pretty
1: smart, isn't still it?
2: Still on the same team, yeah. but now he's got a
1: different Well, number. How about when Kobe changed his number? Yeah. Right. Same thing. He wore 8-24 and in his career. So if you were a Kobe fan, A, you had the white, you had the yellow, the purple. purple you could have bought. So you had a few choices. Number changed. Now you need the white, you need the yellow, you need the purple. And you know what? If you're a big fan, you're going to go out and buy them. It's actually quite brilliant. Tom Brady thinks it's going to be very confusing to block people.
2: Do you think the, the players in the heat of the game – see a jersey number and think of who to I call? don't.
1: I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I haven't played football in so long. It's a long time since my freshman year in high school. I don't know. I can't imagine that they're looking at uniform numbers. I don't know. I, what I do know is, having been on the sidelines twice for NFL games, I, what I do know is that the speed of the game is so ridiculous that it, it amazes me how disciplined most of the players actually are. And when we see a stupid play, and I don't mean, uh, I don't mean a, a play where a guy is, you know, in, uh, really going after someone. I mean a play that just happens in the heat of the moment. We kill these guys because we watch it in replay 16 times, and we forget that that happened in a fraction of a second. Right. So I don't know. I, I would doubt it, but I don't know. Do hmm. you think you'd break on an NFL field? <laughs> like it actually snapped? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Like one hit, do you think you would yeah. break bones?
2: Yes, like yeah. I'm going across the middle as a wide receiver.
1: Yeah, oh. and you took one of those shots, dead, dead.
2: I, I, I potentially could be dead.
1: Yeah, I think that's true too.
2: They did it on a, a season of Jackass on MTV. They had they put Johnny Knoxville in a uniform <laughs> and they made him go across the middle and had I think it was uh, <laughs> Kevin Green was drilling oh my god because <laughs> he was coming across the middle just drill him.
1: And how was he? He was not good. I remember back when I was doing Columbia football, Norris Wilson was the coach, and I had the brilliant idea of I want to go through a practice. And he goes, no, you don't. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, I do. Because at the time I was, I, you know, I, wasn't, I wasn't 47. I was, probably, I was probably 32 or 33 You're when I started doing it. you was good about yourself. I was working out. I felt pretty good. I'm like, I just want to go through one practice to see what it's like on the field. And I'll never forget him looking at me. We got to get a waiver, a death waiver for this guy. I'm like, whoa. He goes, you don't get it. He goes, these are 18, 19, 20-year-old kids in tip-top shape. They, If we don't tell them that it's you, you'll get hurt. I'm like, maybe I'll rethink this. And I opted not to do it. Right. My wife was like, are you nuts? Yeah, don't do that. Like, you got a young son. You can't go out there. <laughs> the other thing they did with Johnny Knoxville that time is they made him take kickoffs, and he had no, it was just him against the against team. Against 11 people coming at him? <laughs> See, now that would have been cool, but I mean, especially if it's blockers and he got right. blindsided. <laughs> That's not, I got to go find is that. Can I find that on YouTube? Maybe. It's a do,
2: I'm pretty sure it was Kevin Green who was
1: hitting him across
2: that. the middle. That seems
1: pretty funny. All right, we got to take a break because on the other side, we've got more to do. It is a fun Friday. Uh, Al's got something to tell you, and then we will get you set up for a big Friday Boomer and Geo program. Who is
2: sick of paying rent? Why even rent? I bought my condo a year ago, and it feels great to build equity in my own home. If you're looking to buy or a first-time homebuyer, finance through Carney Bank. They changed my entire outlook on the mortgage process. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers savings like a 30-year discounted rate and down payments as low as 5%. Do not hesitate over there. Visit CarneyBank.com. That's CarneyBank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
1: All right, we still have more to do, including the big Friday show, Boomer and Geo, coming up at 6. Right now, however, as we switch studios, we get an Odyssey Sports Minute from Amy Lawrence talking about the NFL draft and questions that will soon be answered.
2: It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the
1: superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Nice to have you with us on a fun Friday, soon to be a summer Friday. Yankees won, Mets lost, Rangers lost, Islanders lost, Devils lost, and tonight the Nets back in action, Al.
2: And the warm-up show is brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Jerry, there is a guy who, uh, he's a bowler. And uh, his father had passed away, and uh, he his father was cremated, so he had all these ashes. Turns out, this guy's a bowler where he only uses two fingers to bowl. I guess that's a technique, right? Sure. So he filled the thumb hole of his bowling ball with his father's ashes, and then sealed it up. Sealed up that third hole with his dad's ashes. Then bowled a three hundred. Nice. Did his father? No.
1: Um, <laughs> is this guy? Was this guy a good bowler?
2: I guess he was—he's not a professional bowler, but I guess he and his brothers and his father's uh, father used to go bowling all the time.
1: That's awesome. No, so I don't. A, I do not think his father guided the ball down the alley. What? I don't know. You do don't you, think a ghost
2: bowler? I do not. that ball. I'm surprised he's not more perfect games than bowling. Well, you, you moron.
1: All you, all you got to do is throw a strike
2: ten times or whatever it is. How,
1: time out a second. How many times have you gone bowling and thrown ten strikes in three games? No, but I've thrown a strike,
2: and if I'm a, a strike, a, but if I was a professional, why can't I throw a strike every time?
1: Well, because professionals, the alleys are lubed up, I believe. Lubed up, Jerry. It's not as easy. You got to put spin on it. They're kind of dicey, and I think it's more than ten because you got to do the the nine, and then in the in the tenth frame, you got to hit three of them in a row. I think so. It's actually twelve.
2: Yeah, they call that a turkey at the end. I don't know. I I I kind of think it was. Oh, right, was... you want to go?
1: You want to go bowling? And I'll video you.
2: Well, I'm just saying. I kind of think it was. The you just fo- said it's easy. I just think it was the father's spirit.
1: Let's say your mom or your dad passes away, and all okay. of a sudden you're standing at their gravesite, right. and a hawk comes flying, you know, thirty feet above you. Right. I think you might tend to think that's them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's a bird, you moron. So that was just the bowling ball. You think? Jesus. I think. It, I think he's a good ball. Start your weekend <laughs> off tonight day. with Yankees baseball uh-huh. and Nets
2: basketball.